What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my name is Rosie, and I would like to recap for you the adventure so far. ancestral home of the human race, Coruscant has been considered the seat of power in the galaxy off and on again for thousands of years. We find Coruscant now in a time of peace and unity. The galaxy is united as a republic with democratic elections that represent the collective interests of hundreds of planets. Yet the pursuit of peace is an unending struggle against a tide of wickedness. Out in the darkness of space, shadowy organizations and nefarious forces wait for an opportunity to take a bite out of the Republic, and above all, to acquire power. That is why the Jedi, powerful practitioners of the mystic art they call the Force, volunteer their talents to maintain peace and justice throughout the known universe. Coruscant is the home of a vast sacred Jedi temple, carved into the face of the Sancti Mountains. It is from this temple that the Jedi Grand Master directs the operations of her order. The Jedi have rested easy after their victories over the ancient rivals, but darkness always looms over the order. Now, new trouble is beginning on Coruscant. The planet has been experiencing tremors, strange lightning storms, and the Jedi sense a disturbance in the Force. Will peace remain in the galaxy? Will the Sith return to contest the harmony of the Force? Or will some new foe challenge the Republic's power? Three unlikely heroes may make the difference between prosperity and total ruin. First, we opened with Akala building her light shield. I would like you to roll for me um, just a uh, straight up uh, wisdom check. 
Oh, oh, that is a nat 20, boys. 23. You know what? A nat 20 will just fucking do it, folks. Um, uh, yes, so after, yes. <laughs> after <laughs> your transcendental experience reliving the part of your life where you connected magically through the force with this crystal, that is a statistical anomaly and practically an impossibility within it itself, you are able to use that like strength and that attunement within the force to basically will this shield into being you lift up the component parts of this shield the kyber crystal and the metal swirling slowly in visual space in front of you and as things start coming into place you like intuit changes in your design that you like didn't think of before like when you imagine like seeing yourself with that like shield materialized out of force energy when you were having that outer body experience you kind of realized like this is like what it's meant to be i should stop like over engineering it and just like make it look like how it wants to look like and so like the force guides the construction of this lightsaber in the end you are able to fit your hand perfectly into this padded leather slot that you've made for yourself around the activator of this lightsaber and you're holding what feels like a completed light weapon everything screws into place you stop supporting it with the force and it doesn't fall apart your crystal is swirling within the center of the shield slowly rotating in a glass pane that you can that you built in there so you can see it all that needs to be done is to activate it. Um, I take a minute, take a deep breath, and activate. You click the activator on your shield, and like an engine kicking to life, the shield like cocks back a little in your hand, and a like luminous golden glow emits from the ends of your shield and solidifies into this um, rounded cylindrical light blade around this shield and it glows hot and vibrant like a sun in your hands. L has a roommate named Cecil who they love very much. L baby, what's going on? Are you home? Yeah, I'm uh, out on the balcony. So you guys um, have fun putting the groceries away, just hanging around the apartment. Hey, um, L. So there's actually been something going on that I need to talk to you about. Sounds serious. One of my friends has gone missing. Shit. I haven't seen her in a long time, um, but. Her father got in touch with me. Um, his name is uh, uh, Turuk Valnim. He's the senator for the Tegrutan people. And his daughter, Oko, has been missing for about two weeks. But um, he just, he told me that there was a bounty that he had put out that was worth a lot of money and you know i don't i you know i don't pry i don't i don't know uh, you don't tell me more than you need to that's where our trust comes from it's where our love comes from but i know that occasionally 
you're able to do some pretty amazing things for the people around here. And the bounty is for a million credits? Holy shit. Well, see, that's what I said. I said, that's so sad that Oko's missing, but holy shit, that's a lot of money. Right. I muted myself when I said that when he called me. I just, I said, that's really horrible. And then I paused, like I was like tearing up. But then out loud, I said, that's a shit ton of money. Yeah, both those things are true. That is horrible. That's a shit ton of money. So anyway, it's, I'm really, I, I am sad about it. Money aside. But, no, me too. But. Thoughts and prayers. It's weird because if a senator's daughter goes missing, you would think that that would be like a Jedi problem. Like you think they would be on top of it. So why the fuck is he putting out like a bounty Listen. and like calling people on the sly, you know? So I think that there's something else going on. Sometimes it's been established the Jedi do not always do what is best for everyone. Oh, here you go again. Here you go again. I know. I no, know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So anyway, L, what he yeah. told me was that if I or anybody else that I knew wanted to get involved, they would be distributing the bounty later tonight at 10 p.m. at the Starlight Bar in 500 Publica. Anyway, babe, I love you. I am tired and I gotta go to work tonight, so I'm gonna go get some sleep. Okay, good luck. Good night. And Rama, a Mandalorian bounty hunter, was shot out of the sky before a lightning bolt struck the upper atmosphere of Coruscant. Uh, Razor Crest One, you're gonna need to get the fuck back in line. Uh, excuse me? Uh, Board Patrol cop, sir, you're gonna have to get the fuck out of my radio system. <laughs> Just try and keep going. <laughs> Call him as I see him. And then with the bright lights, I'm gonna press the button on my Mandalorian helmet to get my aviator shades to drop down. And uh, I'm just gonna pull the throttle. Okay, <laughs> um, your ship gets immediately hit with a just tremendous amount of stunning laser shots from all of these military republic ships. Um, and it starts falling through the atmosphere towards the surface of Coruscant. Um, those shots completely destroyed uh, your shields and your electrical grid. Um, you start spiraling <laughs> towards the surface of Coruscant. Your radio is completely like not active right now. You can't really signal for help until you get the emergency power back on or it activates. Um, so you just start careening down towards the surface of the planet. On a two, you feel the whole world shake um it feels like something terrible has happened you feel like a beat of one two three and then you hear the loudest shatter of thunder you have ever heard our adventurers next met together at the starlight bar to receive the bounty for ogovalnim I'm looking for a crew. Yeah, yeah, you kind of made that clear. What do you know about a bounty with a million credits? You look like someone who could take care of themselves. Yes, I suppose so. Is it just you at the moment? I got someone else on board. Contingent, I can get a third. Akala, you stare into the face of your friend L, who you have thought is dead for a number of years. L? Is... Is that you? Where have you been? 
that is We thought you were dead! We're not done talking about this. And then I, I let him go. Exes, <laughs> am I right? They encountered a character named Brick, who is a local crime lord who distributes bounties and conducts other criminal activities. I'm glad everybody can make it. I uh, noticed that some of you that even weren't invited managed to get your way to this meeting. And if that's the case, congratulations, it's not easy to get here. We'll let you live for now. Now, I'm sure everybody has heard that there is quite a lot of money on the line for a particular bounty to find one Oko Valneen. You actually notice a fourth extra person that you didn't notice before. He is a uh, Trandoshan, um, and he's just been like leaning against the back wall like during this entire conversation. And once he realizes that you clocked him, he uh, stands up from the wall and just says, I'll see myself out. And he leaves, just completely dips. I only have one more bounty puck that I want to really distribute out into the wild. And I don't feel so good about either of you groups of individuals. So what we're gonna do is have ourselves here a little competition. Before our heroes could accept the bounty, they had to prove their worth in a combat arena. They fought the Villafox gang. Well, I, I gotta admit, I'm a little bit impressed. I thought y'all were a bunch of nobodies, but clearly y'all were sandbagging. You guys are some, some real heavy hitters. You three have earned the right to uh, take this here bounty puck, so um, just remember, gotta bring Oko back alive. Um, the bounty puck will explain everything you need to know to get started. Uh, good luck, happy hunting. After their victory, they made their way to me, Rosie, at the Solar Swirl but discovered that I am more than meets the eye. Hello, my name is Rosie. Welcome to my shop. You three seem somewhat genuine, so I will trust you with a little bit of information about who I am. The store that we just exited is mostly a facade. We are going to my true place of business momentarily. Um, and as you descend, you feel a stop, they open again, and you guys are standing on um, a platform with a metal railing that is overlooking what looks to be um, a huge like subterranean garage filled with speeders and guns and like military grade weapons, droids, there's assembly tables um, filled with half completed inventions and other um, like half alive or like half like operating droids essentially. Rosie um, exits the elevator and says, Welcome to my actual shop. I had them do me a favor. I had some droids that had been infected by some perilous force worms. Each one of them is like sitting like back to back to back and they are restrained by like metal coiled rope and each one of them is resisting violently and spasmodically their restraints and they are like throwing their heads like back and forth and stretching like their arms against these metal bonds and clearly freaking the fuck out and like moving in ways that like droids don't typically move like they're really like spasming out rosie says like you know like gestures to these droids and basically says this is the problem i wanted you all to look at all three of these droids are spazzing and as they are 
they are saying, The dark will ride, the dark will, the dark, the darkness, the, 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 the darkness will rise. So this purple, oozy, cloudy something comes out of this droid's head and it leaps violently towards your face and right in front of you, it is rebuffed by your force aura. And you see a long, slimy, but also incredibly barbed and vicious looking purple worm that disintegrates in front of your eyes as it is rebuffed from you and it is gone. Akula formed a bond with her light shield when meditating after the incident with the IG-88 droids. And her shield, personified in her mind, was given the name Soul. And this golden light, it's warm, it makes you kind of feel nostalgic. The circle halo of this light becomes more pronounced. And Telic is right in front of you, and it is a, a circular halo of light, like a ring of light. And standing in this ring of light is an amorphous, um, androgynous um, form that um, has head tails like a Twi'lek, but has no facial or body features to really tell. And it is this figure is made completely of golden light. And you know that this is soul. Can I reach out to it? Yeah. Yeah, you can. You you reach out your hand. Um, Soul reaches their golden hand out to yours and clasps it and says, "It's nice to meet you. My name's Soul." There's a lot of things that I I don't know, but I know that my purpose is to help you bring light to others. That's all I could ever want. Of course, they meant monkey M zero N K three. You see a droid, um, a very um, hominid-looking ape-like droid, descend from some of the rafters of this hangar. Um, you can very clearly see that it is like a primate, like chassis, where it has like a somewhat erect back, but it still walks on basically like droid knuckles. It has like grasping hands, but they're not like fingers, if you understand. Like they're like mechanical paws essentially that they can walk on but otherwise has like droid feet and is like a little monkey i also divulged that i had known oko previously and that she had gotten involved in a rough gang called the red maw gang which is evidenced by a red open gaping mouth symbol on her jacket oko first started visiting the solar swirl the the actual shop upstairs not this place a few years ago when she became more independent from her mother and father. She started to ask me more and more frequently if I had any books or objects related to the Jedi and Sith. She started to ask me if I could procure her genuine Jedi texts about how to channel the Force. She also asked me quite often if I could find her a lightsaber. On both accounts, I staunchly refused. She came in one day, uh, dressed completely differently. She started wearing leather jackets with strange symbols on them. Was overall very rowdy and disrespectful. It was almost like she was a different person. She also asked for one other thing. On her way out, she did ask me if I knew of any technology that could fundamentally alter the personality of another creature. I didn't really get through responding before she just told me to forget about it and left. 
Did you recognize any of the symbols or patches on her jacket? There was one symbol that caught my eye that I did not recognize. Um, and she brings up a picture from her own like recording logs that is uh, a picture of Oko's jacket and the symbol that she's thinking about. Um, and it is a red set of teeth in a like chomping motion. Next, our heroes went to Owl's apartment in the Power and Lights district, and Rama met old Davy and encountered the police. Um, you see that there's uh, three vagrant men, like, one of the vagrants is sitting right in front of the doors. There's a couple others that are just kind of, like, roaming aimlessly, like, in the street in front of it. You see an old man with, like, deeply tanned skin as if he spent, like, his entire life, like, in the desert sun, who has a, like, ball cap, a blue ball cap and a walker. He's a human man, and he says, hey, get out of the street, get over here. And Rama, you can see that this man is, like, bone gone. Like, you can see his, like, bones in his cartilage, and his eyes are deeply sunken and all black. And he looks up at Davy and you and goes, <coughs> Yeah, hollow person, basically, latches onto you, and you are very easily able to just shove them off of you. And they, they stumble backwards, fall, let out a, another screech, and go, <coughs> And then they stop moving completely, and they're dead. Oh, no, oh. While Rama was dealing with the Hollows and the police scuffle, El and Akula were hashing out some long-lost feelings from the Jedi Order. Before you say anything, I just want to know what happened. I mean, I don't really remember much. I fell off a cliff. I guess I was presumed dead. Despite a near-death experience and all of that pain, you didn't think to come back to the life? that you had before to tell the people that loved you that you were okay. I figured anyone who still cared about me had long moved on. You've now put me through the worst part of my life to date, and what was it all for now? <laughs> At least then we're even. I think now, now that it's all out in the open, um, that Akla got everything out, out that she wanted open. to say. <laughs> um, I think while they're like not, still not looking at each other, uh, Akla kind of steals glances at, at L, and then just a wave of emotion comes over and uh, she uh, walks over and gives L a very, very big hug. L just almost like collapses into you even, I don't remember how tall Akla is or like, L's pretty beefy and just envelops you and sighs, I think with tears coming from his eyes, just says, I'm so sorry. Akala doesn't say anything, but just squeezes tighter. After Rama murdered the Hollows, he was put on trial for his crimes. And he snaps the cuffs over uh, Rama's arms um, and starts dragging him to his car. This quote has been advised that jail time in this case would be inappropriate because of outstanding duties that Mr. Viron owes to the Jedi Order. In lieu of prison time, Mr. Viron's license to hunt bounties has been revoked. His license to operate interstellar vehicles has been suspended. To pay court costs, his sole remaining asset, the remains of one Razor Crest interstellar ship, will be sold at auction by the court. During this time, Akla was also reunited with a fellow Jedi from the Order named Maxi Mule. I feel like I haven't been 
particularly kind to you over the years. I am gonna stay quiet. This mission has been really tough for me, and you helping me out here has just been a huge breath of fresh air, so thank you, sincerely. Um, you're welcome. I appreciate you saying that. Yes, uh, I'm glad I could help. After Rama's trial, the gang made their way to the Sleepless Circuit, a strip club and bar where El's roommate Cecil Andromeda works. They were looking for Oko and any signs of where she could be. Uh, a few minutes into sitting alone, um, somebody uh, comes and sits next to you, and it is a uh, female Cathar woman um, with lion orange fur, mostly human features, sharp chin, broad feline nose. She sits next to you and says, Hello, darling. How are you? Uh, you also noticed with that investigation check that she has a peculiar tiara on. She has like a Quicksilver Mercury tiara that like swirls around her like lion fur, um, like top of her head. Hi, Elle. Uh, that didn't take long. How are you? Uh, doing good. Um, yeah, I actually uh, had some questions for you, Terry, if you don't mind. Before you're able to get to the stairs, the whole club blacks out and you all notice a small purple hue on the very bottom of the smoke on the floor. Screams start happening. People start panicking. I need you guys all to roll initiative. After all hell broke loose at the sleepless circuit, the gang was able to take a Trandoshan gang member prisoner. You won't get any information out of me. <laughs> I punch him in the gut. The Trandoshan was delivered to the basement of the Jedi Ziggurat by Akala, to the hands of the Jedi Inquisitors. So you guys have been hoisting him, like kind of carrying him um, through this entire time, and a couple orderlies also that are hooded and masked um, kind of take him into a back room, which you guys don't see, like around like a stone corner and um, is kind of gone. One of them, as you're leaving, just kind of like pulls you aside and says, by the way, try to keep outsiders from coming any deeper. Noted. Our three heroes then returned to my place of abode at the Solar Swirl, where they could rest and recuperate. El got a visit from a mysterious stranger named the Bendu. In your mind, you can see coming into view in this black void, two moons swirling around each other, one icy blue and one like an agitated red. As your eyes kind of flutter in this meditative state, you see in front of you a large 25-foot creature. Uh, on top of his head, his face is crowned with fur, but his skin looks like it is made out of this dark obsidian rock. And upon his head, jutting out from both fur and rock, are two antlers that stretch up. He notices you, now meditating in front of him, and says, Hello, wanderer. What brings you to Typhon? I am... What is referred to as the Bendu, I think that to go forward on the path that you have started, you need to open your eyes. Akala and Rama went snooping about in places they really should not have. Akala and Rama awaken to just some faint mechanical sounds um, that wouldn't be abnormal, except it's also being accompanied by like UV, like black light that is emanating from like under your 
the doors to your partitioned rooms and seems to be coming from like deep, deeper inside the garage. I imagine you saw the purple light too? Yep, you uh, got a disturbing in the force, whatever it is you guys say. You can tell that the purple light is coming from the area that you know is Rosie's main workstation. Hello, Rama. What's, uh, what can I help you with? You shouldn't be here. I thought I locked that door. After the snooping, I showed them the video that I had taken from the IG-88 assassin droids from when they were first possessed. That video sequence showed a disturbing chain of events that showed that Oko had been working with Sue and the Trandoshan named Kazak who had been stalking the party all for the past four days. The video sequence showed them breaking into the house of somebody named Veltz Acriad, a 9,000 year old entrepreneur who had been held up on the south pole of Coruscant for the past couple thousand years. And that concludes our recap for now. I hope you have found this summation to be helpful and informative. This is Rosie, R0ZI3, signing off. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up and um yeah next week's gonna be the very last story episode season four finale and then um i'm not a hundred percent sure 
when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while, simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, So they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, We're going to try to squeeze them in quick. But if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, They'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's it's almost over. Um... Yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap ups come out. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye bye.